first want to tell you about Keeps. If you've got uh, issues with uh, your hair, if you're stressed out about it, if you've if you have the male pattern baldness thing approaching, uh, you don't have to give up and stop fighting here. Uh, Keeps can help. Keeps offers the same doctor recommended FDA approved hair loss treatments, but they're the generic version. So you're only going to pay about half the cost and keeps keep the keeps keeps that cost down uh, as low as possible. And one more thing you're going to love about keeps you do everything online. So you answer a few easy questions, snap a few pictures of your hair and a licensed doctor will review your info and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you. Then it's shipped right to your door. Why make trips to the doctor? Why go to the drugstore? Why do all that stuff when you don't have to? K-E-E-P-S dot com slash save is the place to go. You get 50% off your first order of hair loss treatments. It's keeps.com slash save. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash save. It is Pat and Stu in for Glenn today on the Glenn Beck program. We're going to be starting here in just a few seconds. lot to get into she's there was such an agonizing speech from joe biden who was awful on so many different things yesterday god uh we'll tell you about that share some of it with you coming up in 60 seconds the glenn beck program so if you're a fiscally responsible homeowner uh, you, of course, uh, need to know that there's no reason that you can't be paying uh, a, a better uh, rate on your mortgage. All the time we talk about this, mortgage rates are at all-time lows. Uh, we talk about it in the news. We talk about it all the time because it's been historic. It, we're at a period where you can't possibly believe how long these rates have been low. And then you see that we're spending trillions and trillions of dollars. How long do you think they're going to stay that way? These rates are not going to last forever, but if you don't do something, you are going to uh, you're going to regret it. Uh, there's a lot of money at stake here for you. It could be hundreds or even as much as thousands of dollars per month. Uh, imagine what that could mean for your family. Uh, you you know as well as I do that percentage rates on credit card debt are usually highway robbery. Why not knock all that out and focus your debt in one low percentage area with a consolidation loan? American Financing can do this for you. They work for you, not the bank. They could change your life. Call American Financing at 800-906-2440 or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn, 888-727-BECK. Uh, is the phone number if you'd like to get involved in the show. Uh, yesterday, <laughs> there was... I Joe Biden didn't used to infuriate me quite as much as he does now. I mean, he's always irritated me, but it wasn't like listening to Barack Obama, for instance. It is now. I mean, I think he's bought in completely to Marxist theory now. 
He, he's just a, he's a naked Marxist like the rest of them now. And maybe that's just everybody in leadership in the Democrat Party. Maybe they've all just caved in. Uh, but it's agonizing to listen to this infrastructure stuff, as well as the poor being fleeced. Um, here he is. Todd, did you see much of this uh, speech yesterday? Not Stuart? much of it, no. I try to avoid <clears throat> and keep my sanity. But it, it was, oh. as uh, the clips I've seen are, were as agonizing as you'd expect. He's trying to justify spending $2.5 trillion right now. And 5% of that is going to infrastructure, to actual infrastructure. So now, everything's just infrastructure. Yes. Everything that was the is infrastructure. Gillibrand uh, yes. uh, construction yesterday. She got bludgeoned for that. She, uh, you know, it just basically say, oh, well, health, you know, uh, elder Child care, care <laughs> is infrastructure. Right. Okay. Well, so. Is it? He's no. listing all things. No, and just saying they're infrastructure, mm-hmm. which now the left has, has decided to, to say anything they believe is important is in infrastructure. Anything they want equals infrastructure, <laughs> which means that infrastructure has no definition. It's just. Right. It's just, all, I mean, as far as policy goes, it's just everything. But that's what they do, right? They just... It's what they want. When they're up against it, they just change the definition of words. Everything that opposes them is racist, mm-hmm. for example. So she got hammered with that a little bit yesterday. <laughs> Somebody tweeted out, yeah, your mom and my ass are infrastructure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love that. And Gillibrand's a bit uh, of a dummy. Like, she, of course. You know, she's, she, you could tell when in the campaign when she was pressed and people were actually paying attention to her, which was not, it does not happened at any other point in her career. Mm-hmm. He realized she really doesn't have much going on. This is not a, this is not a democratic rising star. This is someone who was able to luck into a seat, uh, based on circumstances in a very blue state and doesn't bring much to the table. Anyone who would think that's a good idea to tweet obviously is not uh, not exactly a thinking person the lights are on but nobody's home yeah and the in, lights aren't always on yeah that's true that is <laughs> we true. should point out the lights there there's problems with the lights there's a short it's not all they're not always on but there's never anyone home there's rolling blackouts it's an abandoned in cabin in the woods yes and occasionally <laughs> the lights kind of come on maybe it's a really bad badly placed solar plan- panel mm-hmm. uh, keeping the lights on mm-hmm. it's under a lot of shade yep maybe occasionally a streak of light hits that solar panel, keep the lights go on for four or five minutes that night. But that's about it. But because they're uh, trying to sell this tax increase to pay for this two and a half trillion dollar bill. Which wasn't it two uh, trillion just a yeah. week ago? Yeah, now, now it's, it's two, two and a half. Two and a half already. Well, this is what happens though. By the time they're done with it, I'll bet you it'll be three. <laughs> yeah. It'll be three trillion. So here is uh, Biden trying to convince us that the poor are being fleeced. We're going to raise the corporate tax rate. It was 35 percent for the longest time. Mm-hmm. That wasn't good. Which was too high. Mm. Yes. Brock and I thought it was too high during our administration. Did you? Mm-hmm. We all agreed five years ago that it should come down somewhat. But the somewhat. previous administration reduced it all the way down to 21 percent. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. What I'm proposing is that we meet in the middle. 28 uh. percent. Mm. Right. Mm. 28% would still have lower corporate rates than any time between, between World War II and 2017. Pause it for a second. We'll gener- if you can. <laughs> uh, we're not competing with ourselves from the past. What we're no? competing with is the rest of the world. 
Well, no, there's some companies, though, that were like, we were thinking about taking the 1965 tax rate from the United States <laughs> and executing that. Uh, yeah. They're not no, allowed they're to not. do that? No. They're, they could do that, I guess. Yeah. They, you know, if a Belgian company wanted to uh, increase their corporate rate to what ours was in 1965, <laughs> they could. Yeah. Uh, it just wouldn't be intelligent. What we're competing with are, are companies who are paying 15% corporate tax rates. I mean, ours has traditionally been one of the highest, if not the highest, corporate tax rate in the world. And we're supposed to be capitalists. We're supposed to be free market people. And and so this argument is just completely uh, uh, unrelated to the problem at hand. And it's, this, it's ridiculous. And this really does put, it's not as high as 35, as he points out. But 28 would still put it right back up at one of the highest in the world again. Yes. You would have the same problem. And you probably before. lose corporations again because of it. Yeah. It really is unfortunate. I mean, the 21% income tax rate showed real uh, signs of, of making these companies grow. And, and, and mm-hmm. it did seem to induce a, a raging economy before the coronavirus hit. Now, did it have enough time before COVID for us to know the full uh, impact of it? I don't know. I mean, I don't even know what we knew that. Remember, these are long-term plans. Mm-hmm. And this is the the biggest sin of this overall in that companies can't plan for this stuff. Because every every two years, then the new administration comes in and starts screwing with these rates. Companies can't plan. They don't want to deal with... And one of the big, one of the big uh, upsides of having your company in America, supposedly, is stability. Right. Right. A lot of companies are willing to pay a little bit higher rate because they realize, okay, this is a stable country. They understand that capitalism is important. They're the people who kind of brought it to us. So they're not, it's not going anywhere. Well, that's not the case anymore. I mean, they can't look at this country fairly and honestly and tell their shareholders, oh, there's no big deal. This is fine. You have people who are, who have the entire uh, uh, zeitgeist of the left. People like AOC, who are basically begging for capitalism to go away completely. Mm-hmm. So you no longer have that sort of stability. These are not these are not fringe members. These are the people leading the media coverage on a daily basis. And obviously, you see with the spending that's going on right now, they've had real impact. We've talked about this before, but Barack Obama was terrified of getting to one trillion dollars on his big plans, including Obamacare. Mm-hmm. They did everything they could to lie and say it was under a trillion dollars because that, they were terrified of what the American people would think. That fear is long gone. It's long gone. Yeah, now two, three, four. What was it? I mean, just we just said two trillion to two, two and a half trillion. That's almost the entire stimulus bill from Barack Obama. <laughs> just that, just the change we didn't notice in the last week. Like, oh, it was two trillion dollar package. Now it's a two point five trillion dollar package. I mean, that's you know two thirds of what Barack Obama wanted to spend for the big uh, bailout and uh, infrastructure spend back in uh, in two thousand nine. Yeah, it just uh, there's no shame anymore in this stuff. It's just print, 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 spend, spend, spend. Mm-hmm. You know, new restrictions, new seemingly unconstitutional laws and rules. No one seems to care right now. And he had a lot more to say about it. We'll generate over a trillion dollars in taxes over 15 years. Hmm. Why, why would you? New independent study put hmm. out last week found that at least 55 of our largest corporations huh. lose the very, use the various loopholes 
to pay zero federal tax income tax in 2020. So dishonest. It's just not fair. It's not fair to the rest of the American taxpayers. We're going to, we're going to try to put an end to this. Not, not fleece them. 28%. Uh, of course. If you're a mom and dad, a cop, firefighter, police officer, etc., yeah. you're paying close to that in your income tax. I've also proposed the global minimum tax, which is being proposed around the world, for U.S. corporations at 20%. Pat, 20 pun percent is the wrong percentage. <laughs> I think it is, too. I think it is. I, 20 pun percent? I, yeah, I don't even know what to say about 20 pun percent. Yeah, I, really. I, I feel you almost know? speechless of yeah. my commentary on 20 pun percent. I don't know exactly <laughs> how to. It feels wrong. But other than that, I can't describe why it's wrong. So here's what he's proposing. Then you're wait. OK, so you're raising the corporate tax rate to 28 percent. Now you're going to also add a 21% global tax? Is that what he's saying? Well, a minimum tax. A minimum. Uh, 20, 21%. So 21%. The idea so being that everyone else needs to raise their rates. Who administers that? Right. Who administers Nobody. the global tax right. to every corporation in the world? There is no such there's no such entity. There's no entity that right. can do that. Right. I mean, and the concept is it, it, it's basically a, a confirmation of what we were just talking about. They know... Then these, we're going to lose these corporations. Com- yeah, these companies keep lower, or these countries keep lowering their rates to get companies to go there. Yep. So we need to. What if we stopped the competition? It's like basically saying like McDonald's <laughs> wants to charge five dollars for their Big Mac, and they're like, "What if we propose a global fast food burger price? You can't go under four eighty five. Well, then they'd be really competitive, I guess, right? Because they'd yep. only be fifteen cents more. Yeah, I mean, we'd still King be is more forced to charge four eighty five for their yes. Now you're not going to lose that many customers right, to Burger King. Right. They're not going to, the, the, the cost isn't going to be an issue. And that's what he's proposing here. It's completely, it's embarrassing. And, and it's unconstitutional, I'm sure. And it's also, well, I don't know if it's unconstitutional because it seems like it's just a big, they're just hoping everyone does it type of thing. It's like, it's not like we, we certainly can't implement it on these other countries. Through the G20 though, they're, they're going to try to force it. They're just going to try to force it through. Yeah, uh, now we'll see how that, we'll see how the structure of that uh, comes down. But did you also notice the sleight of hand at the beginning of that clip? When you do one of these bills, have we not been around for a while here? Mm-hmm. When you do one of these bills, you talk about how much it costs and how much taxes are going to be raised in 10 years. Right. Right? Yes. Why is he talking about how much is going to raise in 15 years? Well, the reason for that is he knows, he even knows with his crappy projections, they can't get this to work by saying 10 years of taxes will pay for it. So what they have done is they're talking about 15 years of taxes to pay for eight years of spending. 15 years of taxes to pay for eight years of spending. Therefore, it's quote unquote paid for. It's so disingenuous. That is incredible. And you'll hear, I mean, that's why he's talking about 15 years. Because that is legitimately in the bill. They know they can't pay for it. So they're just going to screw with the year. They're going to keep the the cost on the board for 15 years and the spending on the board for eight years. Now, as we all know, mm. as if we're complete idiots, at the end of that eight years, all of these things are going to be ex- extended. So you're going to get 15 years of spending and you're going to 15 years of taxes won't cover it. 15 years of taxes only covers eight years of spending. So then we're going to have to raise taxes again. Mm-hmm. They're telling you and this in advance. not at the end advance. of the 15 years, but before that is. Oh, yeah. After eight. 
they'll they'll ask for another tax hike. The second they can is the real answer. The second it's they crazy. can get them raised, they'll do it again and they'll justify. Look, we have this great thing and it did so much good, but you know we, the, the, the Republicans wouldn't let us go to thirty five percent. They said it was too high. Wait, wait a minute, didn't you say it was too high, Joe? They'll just forget about oh, that. He won't remember on. that. Yeah. yeah, I mean he doesn't remember it now, let alone in eight years. <laughs> he had much more to say. We'll get to it coming up in sixty seconds. All right, spring is here. It means the grass has started to grow again, and you're out there mowing again. You may or may not like that. I know I, as a kid, I did not like it. I was miserable mowing the lawn. You can always try to get a kid from your neighborhood to do it, and then he'll hate you, and he'll start egging your house on mischief night. Uh, there's that going on. But if you want to actually enjoy mowing your lawn, I never had a Hustler Turf mower. <laughs> I had nothing like it. I had like the $8 mower that like was found on the side of the road, and uh, it, it was not a good it was not a good experience. Hustler uh, invented the zero turn uh, lawnmower. And now they started doing it basically for like big corporations. And, you know, you're talking about maybe mowing the the median of a highway, right? Like these, you know, big industrial jobs. Well, now Hustler is bringing that same technology to you and your home. If you want to enjoy mowing your lawn again, you need Hustler Turf to be part of the picture. When you A-B compare a Hustler to the competition, you'll find out that, that there is no competition to begin with. Before you buy some other mower, do me a favor, find a Hustler dealer and just go test drive one. HustlerTurf.com. HustlerTurf.com. Go to, take a test drive now. HustlerTurf.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. Pat and Stu for Glenn this week. Uh, you know, the Marxist theory that's being employed here is just too much for me to take. I can't, I can't take it. The, they're just, they're naked Marxists now, and they don't care who knows it anymore. And they're just pitting Americans against each other. It's class warfare, and they, they wage it so often and so well. Uh, here's more of what Biden had to say about, well, the poor being fleeced and, of course, corporations not paying their fair share let me tell you what that means it means that companies aren't going to be able to hide their income in places like the cayman islands and bermuda and tax havens we're going to also eliminate deductions used by corporations for offshoring jobs and shifting assets overseas they offshore mm-hmm. the jobs, shift the assets overseas and then don't have to pay taxes on all they make there Oh, good time. We'll significantly that word. ramp up IRS enforcement <laughs> against corporations and the super wealthy who either fail to report their income or underreported. Estimated that would raise tens of billions of dollars. It adds up to more than what I proposed in just 15 years. In just 15 years. It's honest. It's fair. It's fiscally no, responsible. None of those things. And it pays for what we need hmm. and reduces the debt over the long haul. By the way, by the way, I didn't hear any of our friends who were criticizing this plan say that the corporate tax cut, which added two trillion dollars of the debt, I hate that. the Trump tax cut. No, no it two didn't. trillion, no, one point nine trillion dollars. Pause debt. it again for a second. No, okay. When you give somebody a tax cut, that doesn't add to debt. What, what that usually does is bring in more revenue for uh, the government because people do better when they pay lower taxes. And so you have more money, which is taxed at uh, a rate that you were paying before, but now you're making more money. So you're actually paying more money into the federal tax system. 
And you will hear uh, online, people people that with that claim has been debunked. It hasn't been debunked. No, it has it's not. happened every single time. It's been every tried. time. The issue, what they're doing is they're comparing it to a theoretical number. How much money would they get if these tax cuts weren't passed? They're saying like, okay, well, if we got, like, if you're making, if you're bringing a trillion dollars in and you lower the taxes and the next year you bring in $1.2 trillion, I'm just making these numbers up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would say, well, you could have had $1.3 trillion if you just kept the rates where they were. Now, of course, that's a theoretical counterfactual that we don't know. I mean, no one can say that for sure. But even if it's true, you're getting more money than you got in real terms. Right. More dollars have come in. Yeah. And you should be able to run your, your budget on the, that number. Instead, they said, well, we could have even had more to spend even more. But the... The whole theory is based on the fact that the government thinks it's their money to begin with and that they're giving you their money. No, it's the corporation's money and you're just taking less of it. You didn't have it to begin with. How could it add to the debt? Well, it doesn't. All right. There was more agonizing nonsense from it. It wasn't paid for. The vast majority of which went to the top 1% of the wage earners. Okay. Everybody got a tax hollering cut. Everybody. In this recovery, the so-called before we, I became president, this K-shaped recovery, where K-shaped. billionaires made three hundred billion more dollars during this period. Mm. Where's the outrage there? Why would I be outraged uh, by that? Why, why, why would I, I care? I want I'm other people to do poorly. I, I am <laughs> outraged. I want people to have bad news in their life. Yeah, right. I don't even understand this. By the way, uh, what was it? 2017. We had that tax cut. Uh, 3.32 trillion dollars were our income uh, from uh, taxes in in 2017. Okay. 2019, 3.46 trillion. So you went from 3.32 to 3.46. Now they would say, "Well, well you could have had 3.56," but like we we went up 3.32 trillion to 3.46 trillion in that time since the tax cut. Up again, and it, by uh, up, this you happens, mean down. We, we lost a whole bunch of money. No. Is that what you're no, really No, by mean? up, I mean we had more revenue <laughs> after the tax cut. So huh. it did not cost us $1.9 trillion. Right. It's a ridiculous right. narrative. It's not true. They're just comparing it to this theoretical world where different rates existed. And I, I'm sorry, like, if you, were, if you were saying it went from $3.32 trillion to $2 trillion, you could say, okay, well, we've really cut the revenue coming into the government. We have more revenue coming into the government, at least until the pandemic. And we don't know. Uh, it looks like that's going to go up again, by the way, in the pandemic. They're estimating it's going to be up at, around $3.7 trillion for the pandemic year. Which that's is amazing. Mystifying. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it's a really, really strange world we live in. But the bottom line, this is all built on lies to justify these policies that they want. They want more of your life, more of your money, more of your control, more control over you. And that's the end game here. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, if you own a timeshare, chances are pretty good here in 2021 that you're ready to get out of it. You probably weren't using it the whole time in the first place. And with COVID, well, that probably drove that number of uses down to zero. Here's the thing. There are quite a few businesses out there that will claim they can get you out of a timeshare. But most of them don't uh, because most of them don't have a team of attorneys and paralegals whose only job is to get you out legally. This is a group of attorneys. That's it. You know who has that group of attorneys? Timeshare Termination Team. 
They're ready to step to the plate and help you. Just call 888-GET-YOU-OUT. 888-GET-YOU-OUT. Call Timeshare Termination Team today. Get the process started. Don't keep putting it off and get stuck with another year's of timeshare that you're not going to use. You'll get 20% off when you terminate your timeshare. 20%. So make sure you tell them that Glenn Beck sent you. It's 1-888-GET-YOU-OUT. 1-888-GET-YOU-OUT. Or visit them online at timeshareterminationteam.com. Doing our part to keep free speech alive. There's much more after the break on the Glenn Beck Program. Pat and Stu for Glenn, 888-727-BECK. You know, it came out last week or the week before that of this $2.5 trillion infrastructure bill, 5% of it is actually going to infrastructure. So... It's not 0%. It's not 0 no, could be zero percent. They could have made ze- they could have made it negative percentage points. They could have. We don't know. I don't know how they would have done that, but I suppose they, they could would have, have had. They would have had to take money from bridges. <laughs> so they would. I guess that means huh. that like if there's a toll bridge, they would get all the money from it, which they probably do anyway. Yeah. Yes, they do. <laughs> yeah, I think they do. So because it came out that five percent of infrastructure is going to infrastructure. They now are claiming that infrastructure is everything. It's it's daycare, it's uh, healthcare, it's the climate change. All of it's infrastructure now, and that's the point that uh, Joe is kind of trying to make here, um, where he tells us that infrastructure is more than just roads. It's more than that. Well, you have failed on your promise of bipartisanship if you don't get Republicans on board with this plan. Your first plan passed along party lines. Look, what I said was Look. I would try. To work with my friends uh-huh. on the other side. Why are you whispering, Joe? Why? There are things we're working on together, some of which we pass and some we will pass. But the last plan, I laid out what was available, what I was suggesting, and how I'd deal with it. Yeah. And a bipartisan group came to see me. And then the Republican group came to see me. And they started off at $600 billion, uh-huh. and that was it. That was it. If they come forward with a plan that uh-huh. did the bulk of it, and it was a billion, three or four, two or three, what? What? that allowed me to have what pieces of all that was about? in there, I would, have pre- I would have been prepared to compromise. But they didn't. They didn't move an inch. Not an inch. That's not but for example, the reporting I am is said at all dealing with a bipartisan way. group. They came to see me. Uh-huh. Now it's about, what, three, four weeks ago when they came about computer chips and about... Oh, and please tell they said, look, standing we, back there. Oh. we have to have our own supply. We have to work Lord, together. Always there. I, we're working on that. Chuck Schumer and, and I think McConnell are about to introduce a bill along those lines. So I'm prepared to work. Yes. I really am. It really is. But to automatically say mm-hmm. that the only thing is infrastructure is a highway, a bridge, or whatever, oh. that's just not rational. Yeah, it's it not even rational. Really <laughs> okay, to to say that infrastructure is just infrastructure, uh, it's not rational. Uh, may I may I have my pudding now? Yeah. Uh, yeah this is uh, you'll see here. I have some pudding. To say pudding is the only thing that's pudding. It's also it's infrastructure. It's also pudding. soup. Pudding, pudding is, is infrastructure soup. and soup. Pudding is infrastructure. Pudding is soup. Pudding 
is is pretzels. It's all it's all pudding. Why can't we just have a pudding plan we all agree on? So when your argument isn't making any sense, you just change the meaning of your argument. That's yeah. what they're doing. And by the way, the it's, infrastructure thing was, uh, if, if anyone defined it, it was the Biden-Obama yeah. administration. Because they kept saying crumbling roads and bridges, crumbling yep. roads and bridges. That was their mantra yep. for years. For years. And now now that they have the uh, all this money, they could get up to $1.2 billion, I guess is all he wanted. Which is weird, because if they offered $600 billion and then you wanted $1.2, why wouldn't you take that? <laughs> Hard to understand. It's it almost is. as if every time he it speaks, is. he makes a terrible mistake. Which, I don't know what that signifies, Pat. I can't think of why that would occur with an older gentleman. That I, maybe every time he spoke, he said the number completely wrong. You know what it is? What? It's a crumbling infrastructure. It is. That's what it is. <laughs> His dementia mm-hmm. is infrastructure. Yes. That's uh, one of the things we need to understand. Uh, first of all, the his telling of the story is ridiculous. Tons of reporting that disagree with it. I mean, if your point is they came to you with 600 billion, but you would have taken 1.2 trillion. Why didn't you? I don't know. Offer 1.2 trillion and see if they'd take it. Right. And maybe they wouldn't. Mm-hmm. But you could say we came all the way down from 1.9 to 1.2. They didn't do that. They kept it at 1.9 the whole time. They just said, well, we didn't like your initial offer, mm-hmm. so we're not going to counter. That was essentially how that went down. And why should they? They're in control, so they don't think they have to. They, they, they don't think right. they have to compromise in any way. They've got two bills to do whatever they want with. Yeah. And n- not whatever they want, but whatever they want when it comes to spending and taxation. They can do those. They can get away with those things here with two of these bills because of the reconciliation rules, and they can get through it. Get it through with fifty votes, and, and as long as to. they don't really piss off Joe Manchin or Kristen Cinema or one of these other quote unquote moderate, uh, but have would have been almost communist in any other point in our history uh, mm-hmm. senators, uh, then you uh, then you sit back and you say, okay, well they can get that through. It's one of those things. Just because of these rules, it's just it's what Trump used. For his 2017 tax uh, cut, you can get these things through as president if you have control of everything and you have 50 votes in the Senate. And so he's going to be able to get these things through. It will be shocking if they blow this and can't get another couple trillion dollars spent. It's almost impossible to stop them. It's almost impossible to stop them. Yeah, this is going to happen. It's just going to. Um, uh, It's just... So is there an argument, Pat, for... We can't afford this. Is there an argument for, and I'm just devil's advocate here, because I, as a as someone who's on talk radio, I know how I feel about it, right? Like, mm-hmm. I want them to just do nothing because I can't stand this entire thing. That might not be the most rational thing. So stepping back, is there a an argument to make that Mitt Romney and Lindsey Graham and Susan Collins and whoever else go in there and say, hey, I know you want to spend 25 what if we come along on 1.6 and we cut mm-hmm. out a lot of this and we don't make it as damaging and they go along with it to get their quote unquote bipartisan bill passed and try to minimize the damage? Is there some value to that? I don't know. I mean, to, to, it feels my it, my emotions tell me screw off. Mm-hmm. Don't go near these people because they're terrible. But is there is there an argument? To, to go to them and say, all right, look, not $600 because we know they won't, they won't go anywhere near that. But you go to them and say, look, we understand infrastructure, yes. We'll do all the infrastructure stuff you want, and we'll do half of the other crap you want. Let's just not do all of this. This is obviously too far. 
Is there any argument in your mind? Oh, sure. I think so. You think Especially if you could get them to back off the tax increase a little bit. Yeah. Uh, if you get something in return. Like instead of saying 28, what about 26, 25? Mm-hmm. You know, I, this is essentially how the Senate's supposed to operate in some ways, right? Where there's supposed to be some compromise, some compromise, some deliberation. It's supposed to work like this. That being said, I, I my instinct is to just you can't you can't trust trust these guys any further than you can throw them. There's no mm-hmm. there's absolutely no reason to believe they will be honorable in this negotiation. But the question is, do you just suck it up and see how much off of this now two point five trillion and probably tomorrow three trillion dollars you can save? Yeah, I think you could do that. It just won't happen though. Nobody will do that. I don't think they'll they'll even make an effort at doing that. So it's just they're just going to go along, and it'll be two and a half trillion dollars. They just did one point nine trillion, which is essentially two trillion, and now they're going to do another two and a half. It's <laughs> I've never we've never seen the like of it in world history. This kind of spending this fast, what kind of pace they put us on? This I mean, talk about being bankrupt. I mean, we were bankrupted a long time ago in reality. But there is no way when you're raising the the deficit at this kind of rate, there's you can't even pretend like we're ever going to be able to pay this off. Like our, I always hear, oh, well, our children and our grandchildren are going to be saddled with this debt. Mm, no, they're not. There's no way to pay this off ever. There's no way unless you just inflate money so much to where you you print up thirty five trillion dollars and you say, yeah, China, here's yours. Uh, IMF, here's yours, and uh, we're done. It worked out really well for the Weimar Republic. Uh, Didn't it, It really led to some really good things. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That wouldn't piss anybody off if you devalue the the dollar that badly and then just pay off. But that's the only way you could really do it. We're never going to pay off this debt. And that's part of basically monetary theory, which is something we're basically doing. Mm -hmm. Again, it's not – we didn't have a big conversation and pass a bill – and say, you know what, from now on, we're just going to print and spend however we want, and when the debt comes due, we'll just print more. It's like Lay's potato chips. Eat all you want, we'll make more. Right. Spend all you want, we'll print more. That's That's, what we're doing. It is the Lay's potato chip philosophy of economics. It is. And it's what the Elon Omars and the, uh, the AOCs want to occur, have been arguing for, and now, here we are, just doing it what if we didn't have a debate about it and we just tried it you know it's a lot <laughs> well you remember when the reporter or i think it was a reporter asked aoc they were sitting on a stoop in new york city or maybe it was brooklyn i i don't know and he asked her about uh about whether or not uh, you can you can pay this stuff off You just pay for it. You just do. How do you pay for it? You just, you just pay, pay for it. it. A, she is almost she too brilliant? smart. Almost too smart. <laughs> she is almost yeah. too smart. You feel like you're talking to like some <laughs> physicist and you're just like, all right, I don't even yeah. understand what, are you, what you're talking about. Stephen Hawking's how, sister? Uh, it's just maybe? so smart to say, how do you pay for it? You just <laughs> you pay for just it. just pay for it. It's almost too brilliant. I can't, I can't conceive <laughs> uh, the, the intellectual plane she's on. You know? Right. Right, that's the problem. <sighs> that's the problem. I mean, you're, you're talking to Stephen Hawking. 
you know, and he's just going on and on about black holes or whatever. And you're just like, I something can't in remember. astrophysics. And you don't even know the are words speaking, that are coming out of his mouth. Are you speaking English? Am I right. hearing? I don't even know what's going on. Right. She's that smart. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a and that but that is she. It's about as much thought as got into modern, modern monetary theory. Like yeah. that is basically she's as dumb as she is. She's accurate, accurately describing it, basically. You go out there, you print as much, you spend as much as you want. Mm-hmm. When the money comes due, you print that money. And you don't worry and, about and it. And then you redo it. Mm-hmm. Do it again. And yes, the money inflates eventually, I guess. But you don't, you're uh, you're no longer concerned with, the two things they're not concerned with, uh, with modern monetary theory are debt and uh, and inflation. They just, if you, if let's just pretend those things didn't exist. Like what if you, mm-hmm. if you were in a world right now where you had a printing press and you knew there would be no ramifications from the actual debt. And right. you knew you there were no ramifications from inflation. Why wouldn't, wouldn't you, you also print money forever? Yes. There's no reason not to. The, yep. That's why you don't do it. But they say, well, what if we don't think about those things at all? <laughs> you know, and maybe it'll work out. Yeah. It's worked out so far. Yeah. So let's try it. Just yeah, keep doubling just down. Just keep doing it. And then the, the, you know, the conservative answer to that and... Even the liberal answer to that up until the last couple of years was always, look, there's some limit here, right? At some point. That's completely gone with Democrats. And they just don't, they don't, they don't Republicans. No, we we have control of the money supply. What do you mean there's some limit? No, there's not. We just keep printing it. Yep. That is really what they believe. 888-727-BECK. More patents due for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program coming up. The Glenn Beck program. You hear me talk about my love for my pillow products all the time, how they've changed my sleep for the better, and they really have. The pillows are amazing, the Giza sheets, the towels, the mattress toppers, all of it. My pillow sells great products at great prices. Well, they've done it again. I just got a pair of their slippers, my slippers. They're really, really great. They have three-tier cushioning system, two layers of MyPillow foam, a layer of impact gel to prevent fatigue and offer all-day comfort. They can be worn inside, outside, made with high-quality leather, and they're 40% off right now. They're my slippers. 40% off. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, and use the promo code BECK and receive this incredible offer. The slippers come with a one-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee. It's MyPillow.com. Promo code BECK. Call 1-800-966-3117. Promo code BECK. MyPillow.com. Uh, it's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K is our phone number. Uh, hey, we're being warned by a top scientist not to try to contact intelligent life out there. You know, we're getting ready to to send out uh, a telescope that you know it's like the Hubble telescope, except I believe it's a hundred times more powerful than Hubble is, and we've seen way out into space with Hubble. So they're sending this one deep, much deeper into space. I think about a million miles from Earth. And then it's it's then it's a hundred times more powerful than uh, Hubble. So they expect to see some amazing things and maybe be able to contact uh, other intelligent life. But this scientist is warning against it, saying, <laughs> yeah, uh, you might just be inviting our overlords to the planet. 
So maybe don't do that. Uh, I, 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 uh, why would the telescope be the problem? I mean, if we were firing lasers randomly into space, you know, <laughs> nuclear missiles just kind of throwing them, throwing them out there, I could understand that maybe. Mm-hmm. A telescope? Mm-hmm. Are they going to be that? I'm not sure if it's if it comes equipped with some sort of you know uh, signal. As well, sure. That it can send out a signal that hey, we're here and we're well, looking around for friends. If, we'd like to have some friends in the galaxy. If there are overlords, though, they probably would know we're already here. So he, is he saying that we're going to alert them and they'll be like, oh, we need yeah. to become oh. overlords of those people? Yes. Okay. That hey, oh, uh, there's somebody else out there that we haven't uh, taken over yet. So let's just go do that now and take care of it. Uh, I personally don't think that would be an issue. I mean, if. You know, we've had all these sightings of uh, UFOs over the years. We, we haven't been destroyed yet. And you would think if they can get from their place to ours, they've got technology that we can't even fathom. And they could have uh, destroyed us a good long time ago. I don't know what they're waiting for, if that's what their intent was. Hey, uh, look at us. We're begging for it. You know, yes. this. have you seen the way hey, we what act? What more do you have to well, do? What more do we have to do to be destroyed? <sighs> yeah. So anyway, this will be in place by May of 2022. So be afraid. Be very afraid. Well, I will say, if it works out, one thing we will know for sure is it's infrastructure. <laughs> yes, it uh, is. We know that. Very important it, it part of count. our infrastructure. Yes. <laughs> realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go. If you uh, want to find a real estate agent, you can actually trust. And that means more than just someone who's going to fill out the paperwork accurately or get your site on you know, realtor.com. You need to go a lot deeper than that. Realestateagentsitrust.com has sort of an all-encompassing partner in a big financial transaction with you. Someone who can look at uh, your, 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 the way your house is staged, the, the, the repairs you might need, know who the right people to bring in to do those repairs are. I had to, uh, I, sold, I sold a property uh, last year uh, you know, uh, in another state. And I wasn't there, and I had to just trust my real estate agent to like find the right person to do these repairs and get them done right. And it was done smoothly and well and within budget. And that's the sort of stuff that makes a huge difference in your outlook uh, after a financial transaction like a real estate sale or purchase. Realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go to find this person in your area, no matter where you are in the country. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Featuring Pat and Stu today, Triple Eight, Seven Two Seven B E C K. All kinds of things going on with the border, the immigration situation, completely out of control. Uh, you know, you remember the hysteria over Trump locking children in cages. Biden has done that to seven times the number of unaccompanied children. Seven times as many as the peak under Trump. Amazing. That, uh, there's been a vaccine shutdown after some adverse reactions in uh, Colorado. And lots more coming up in 60 seconds. The 
Glenn Beck program. So if you're like most Americans, you probably spend a significant amount of your time thinking about how to make more money or at least, you know, save more money than you currently do. Nothing wrong with that, of course. It's a, it's a great idea to be aware of how your financial uh, house is holding up and to be uh, about the business of trying to make it more secure, especially in this current economy, which is incredibly unstable. Well, this is where you need to give American Financing a call and let one of their dedicated mortgage specialists help you examine your options. It's possible that you could get a refinance of your mortgage at a much lower rate or that you could bundle all of your debt into a consolidation loan and you could literally be saving hundreds of dollars a month. I mean, maybe as much as $1,000 a month. Think of what an extra twelve grand per year could do for you and your family. For over two decades, American Financing has been helping people just like you find ways to make their finances work for them. Give them a call today. American Financing, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. Or go to AmericanFinancing.net. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. Among the other agonizing things uh, Joe Biden said and discussed yesterday, uh, what did you think about the 500,000 charging stations the U.S. government is apparently going to build? 500, half a million charging stations. On behalf of Tesla and GM, is that what you're doing? Well, we, do we have to pay for that? The charging stations are infrastructure. <laughs> yes. And actually, well, that's what they'll tell us. You could argue, I guess, that it is, right? I, I mean, it, you can't well, Are have... gas stations infrastructure then? Because how many of those have we built? I mean, we don't... Uh, I think right? zero. That's not the way that right? works, right? Yes. Having something that you could identify as infrastructure, one of the biggest weak points, right, of the whole idea of electric cars is there's not charging stations. Yes. So they, I, if we build this infrastructure, then people can buy electric cars. That's the theory behind this. Mm-hmm. Of course, the other theory behind this is we're going to pay people to buy electric cars. I mean, thousands and thousands of dollars every time someone buys one. Is it still seven grand? I don't know if it's still seven grand. It's moved around a few times. It you know it was expiring at one point. They re- reinstituted it. I don't know off the top of my head. I don't. I don't plan on buying. If anybody an needs help in their in their company with their goods and services, it's Tesla well, and it's, Elon Musk. Poor Elon Musk has no money. Do you know he's fallen to the second richest man in the world? That's sad. He's only number two. He's That's worth one hundred and fifty-one billion. Is all now pathetic. We just we just instituted a GoFundMe page for him, uh, and uh, we'll be sending people to that site to help out in this time of need for him. Finally, 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 uh, had to be done. It really, you know, <laughs> I really did. You know, it's it's. Uh, I can't remember the stat now off the top of my head, but it's definitely in the six figures. The average person who buys an electric car or a hybrid is up among, around a hundred thousand dollars a year. Well, you sort of have to be because they're expensive cars. They're expensive cars, and they're essentially not. There's essentially a signal of your virtue. The number one thing pulled of Prius owners, yeah. why did you buy a Prius, is to, is to because it says something about me. Although. That's, that was the number one answer. The new Humvee, I think, wouldn't be an altruistic choice for me. I'd like to have <laughs> it that It looks cool. You're, this it is, is an electric, beautiful. electric yeah. Hummer. Yeah. Uh, I, and look, I we've <clears> been on the record. I have no 
problem no with electric cars. Loved I, them, in I, fact. When we drove that Tesla, Tesla we were both sold on it. Serious. I mean, it was it was absolutely the fastest car I've ever driven in my life. By far. Yeah. And, you know, it was 0 to 60 in something like 2.9 seconds. I mean, mm-hmm. it is remarkable how fast it is. It feels like you're in a jet. I am t- taking off. It's instant. It does. Yeah. It really is an impressive piece of technology and a great thing for someone who wants to buy a $150,000 car. Uh, and then they have cheaper versions of it. Uh, you can go down and, and get a, rel- you know, it's still expensive, but not uh, out of the range of, you know, 99%. It's like maybe out of the range of 70% of, of Americans or 60% of Americans. An mm-hmm. expensive-ish sedan that's still a pretty well-performing vehicle. There, there's nothing wrong. I, I like the fact that Tesla is doing the things that they're doing. I like the fact that... I do too. Uh, you know, I like... I generally like Elon Musk, even though he's totally on the other side of the global warming thing, probably where, from where I am. Uh, I like the things he's doing. He's putting up uh, 18 trillion satellites yeah. <laughs> into space to give us all internet, uh, getting so you can get high-speed internet in, in Antarctica. I think that's a cool project. Uh, Starlink is the name mm-hmm. of that. You've got the SpaceX stuff going on, obviously. Mm-hmm. You have, uh, you know, he's building, you know, flamethrowers. He's just, he's got all sorts of crazy stuff going on, and I like that. But there's no reason for a government to be supporting that nonsense. Like, let him do it. You know, they're, they mm-hmm. are doing it. It's become much yeah. easier to find a charging station yeah. already. He's built a lot of them. Yeah. They Tesla's just built s- them all over the place. They just want to skip the steps. Yeah. They just want to skip the steps. They want to be able to, what instead of... Elon Musk doing it, and it takes him a long time, and it takes a while to design it. What if the government comes in, steals a bunch of money from other people, mm-hmm. prints a bunch of money from other people, mm-hmm. uh, and then just uh, does it themselves? And surely the government's going to do it the most efficient way possible. Surely there won't be like, you know, uh, rural area, unused charging stations all over the country if they get away with this. Well, when you're doing a half million, uh, there's going to be lonely charging stations oh yeah and you know it's tough this is why this is a difficult thing to attempt right Mm -hmm. with electric cars that's where you need them right you don't need them in a big city you can find them in a big city they're already if you're in a big city and you have a tesla you can find a charging station most likely there's one i Uh go i take my kids to pancake time uh, every week we do a we do a you know like a breakfast out and uh, we go to a place called uh, uh, Original Pancake House here in Dallas, mm-hmm. and they have charging stations. Now, I have never seen anyone charging their car in the charging station, <laughs> but it is at a pancake station, a uh, you know, pancake house in the middle of Texas. There's a freaking place to charge your Tesla. Down the street, there's another, you know, there's a, a long series of them where you can go charge your Tesla or, I guess, other electric cars. I don't know how, I, I don't know how... Uh, how consistent uh you know that that is yeah is it, if it's compatible know. with every single I ev i don't know assume it would be but I, yeah. I, I don't know the answer to it uh i don't plan on buying one uh, anytime soon but i wouldn't be opposed to it i mean I, you know it's nope, again i wouldn't either I when like they can get to 400 technology. miles on a charge i i think i'm in and they claim to be there or, or close this new to hummer it. is supposedly 350 now i don't know if you have to turn everything off the radio and don't use the you know, big screen in there and you have to drive really slowly and cautiously in order to make it last 350 miles, but probably that's pretty good. 350 miles, you're getting pretty close to being legitimately doable and the for big, the average American. The other issue of just not having a charging station is how long it takes to charge. 
You know, so you're, yeah. you're talking about instead of a, a four minute fill up at a gas station, you're talking 40 minutes or 45 minutes. Yeah. And it's still not fully charged. It's very inconvenient. It is. It's not. Look, it's not perfect. It's come a long way. And mm-hmm. you know what? Isn't it great in a way? Forget that. Because I, I do oppose the money coming from the government to someone like Elon Musk. And I don't I don't know why he doesn't oppose it more, frankly, as a guy who is taken a lot of tough stands i mean you see what he's done with with covid over the past year he's taken a lot of tough stands i don't know why he he likes the money probably because it's so beneficial to him yeah i mean i guess it's gotta be but it's still he seems like the type of person who would be like i don't care you know i'm not taking it yeah but uh, again he's a big global warming advocate and and obviously is not as conservative as as sometimes he's made out to be Mm -hmm. uh i don't think you could possibly describe him that way but that being said like here's a guy who's the richest man in the world or the second richest man in the world who basically started this company with the idea that it could very well fail and i might lose a billion dollars on it but that's okay and a lot of people thought he was going to yeah and he and there were points where they almost did yeah uh, frankly yep but like he just took the risk and then at the other side said well i really believe in this whole project if it fails it fails i'm going for it that is much a much more american way of dealing with an issue excuse me then hey we're going to build you know five hundred thousand charging stations around the country and through the government through people's tax dollars i mean i don't have an electric car pat you don't have an electric car no no in fact i can't think of anyone that i know i see the teslas around town sometimes but i don't know anyone who has an electric car i don't know anyone who has one yeah that i can think of so all of us everyone in my entire life is going to be paying for charging stations for cars they don't own. That is why it's immoral. Forget, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whether it's inefficient and a bad idea. It's immoral because you're just taking money from regular people to give to people whose average income when they purchase these cars is over $100,000 a year. Yeah. I, that's not a That's not even a conservative position. With the left should be the one outraged by this. And and as we're discussing this, I looked up at the monitors uh, that are in the studio and there's there's an expert on, I think, CNBC right now talking about how the 500,000 charging stations, that's only 27 percent of what's going to be needed by 2030. Well, oh, good. I don't care if it's one percent. Why is the government doing any percent of those that should be needed for these private companies? They should be doing it themselves. They should be doing it. We shouldn't have to pay for it. And what happens is you draw people in who just work the system, right? Like you're taking advantage of average people who are having to put their tax dollars into these situations who will not utilize them Mm -hmm. for a very long time. And who does that benefit? It benefits people like Elon Musk, right? (laughs) Who doesn't need the benefit. At this right. point, but it also benefits, you know, uh, all sorts of smaller people who either bought these cars but are already wealthy uh, mm-hmm. because most people you really aren't even attempting to buy a Tesla unless you're at least relatively well off. And it benefits a bunch of rent sinking companies that will be created to take advantage of this money. You know, this happens every single time these giveaways uh, go on. These companies will jump and just basically say, well, and we've seen it with like these subsidies where people will adjust 
will do things that don't even benefit their company because they know if they produce a certain amount of grain for this, you know, magical fuel that uh, is in some energy bill, they know they can collect the government money, even though they know none of it's helping anyone. They don't care if it's working or not. They've decided, they've looked at the bill, they've analyzed the bill, they've realized they can do X, Y, and Z to get cash out of the government because the bill, as usual, is dumb, so they are able to break in cash for absolutely no benefit whatsoever. This happens every single time one of these bills is passed, and Joe Biden seems to think that, you know, it's his gig to just go in there and spend a couple trillion dollars a month and see what happens until people stop him. Well, I don't know, I mean, hopefully there's only one more of these, because he has to get 60 votes after this, unless he, they get rid of the filibuster, right? And that's a big unless. Big I, unless. I, yeah, they're going to try. I think they're going to try. They're going to need a big event. I mean, Joe Manchin again came out yesterday and said, "I'm not. I, there's no circumstance in which I will. Uh, I will get rid of this filibuster or or adjust it." Like uh-huh. he's he's trying to set down an even tougher line. We'll yeah. see if it holds up. My guess is you get the right uh, out, right <clears throat> tragedy, the right uh, you know extenuating circumstance, and he'll fold. And he'll fold. He'll say, look, we just did not see this coming. I mean, I never imagined a scenario in which the Republicans would do X, Y, or Z thing they probably didn't do. And then you you walk it through. With 50 votes, it is tough, though. You know, 50 votes is different than 52 or 54. You know, you really can mm-hmm. have, with a little wiggle room, at least you'd have room for these guys to occasionally bail. They all have to be completely in unison to get these things through. And that's hard. That is difficult. I mean, it yeah. is difficult. Yeah. But... They're going to be able to get another couple trillion dollars out of this without without a doubt. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. We all feel the same sometimes. Like no matter how much we put into our savings, our cars don't care what that money is for. You know, our cars don't care about our bills, our dream destination, vacation, even the kids' education. Strangely enough, when something breaks, it's always coming out of that fund, and it's always a setback. That's why you should have Car Shield. I have Car Shield. Without paying thousands for a covered repair, you don't have to do it. They do it. If my AC goes out, my GPS stops working, I could have picked my favorite mechanic to do the work. I could be the dealership, and the Car Shield administrators take care of everything else. When your car breaks down, you'll have roadside assistance, rental coverage, and trip reimbursement. No additional charge. Whether your car has 5,000 miles or 150,000 miles, Car Shield has monthly coverage options to fit your budget. With CarShield, you'll spend less and gain peace of mind. Get coverage today and see why CarShield cars go farther. Visit CarShield.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save 10%. CarShield.com. Promo code BECK. Deductible may apply. We must uh, play this feel-good clip. Maybe the feel-good clip of the week, at least. Maybe month from Sarah Isker. She was actually on a panel on ABC News, and I don't, I don't know how this happened. Uh, she could have been uh, taken prisoner, and, and she, she might be he- being held somewhere for saying these kinds of things on an ABC uh, television <laughs> station. But she was talking about the Georgia law, had a couple of great points. Here's Sarah Isker on uh, what's going on with the Georgia law right now. 
which is Delta, Coke, et cetera, these corporations coming out and condemning the Georgia bill, which, as you said, is ridiculous compared to other states. Delaware, Joe Biden's home state, didn't even have early voting in 2020. They won't have it until 2022. Wait, what? Uh, They're condemning that. They're condemning this Georgia bill without really understanding it. Joe Biden has been labeled a recidivist liar for what (laughs) he has said about the bill by uh, the fact-checking organizations. Uh And what about Chuck? China. We have actual concentration camps going on in China, and these corporations won't say word one about it. And the hypocrisy of that, I think, is very clear to a Republican base that this isn't about whether they feel strongly about a Georgia bill that doesn't do what the Democrats are afraid it will do. How? That's great. How is it possible that Delaware, that Joe Biden has gotten away with this the whole time? Yep. All during this discussion, they're Jim Crow on steroids. Is what he's ta- he's calling it. And Delaware doesn't even have early voting. <laughs> it is remarkable. New York has a lot of this has God. a lot more restrictive voting uh, if, as far as early voting goes than Georgia. Uh, than Georgia as well. Mm-hmm. You know, Chuck Schumer's out there railing about this as well. True. Sarah Esker is very smart. She's at the Dispatch, and, and the, she does a lot of great stuff there. Uh, and it, it's important to note these things because. It, the the narrative has overwhelmed the facts here yeah you know for it, sure. it is a it's it's embarrassing as a for a country that should be able to do better it is embarrassing that this stuff takes hold and you saw did you see what the um what the masters uh did no the, they were talking about you know boycotting the masters now which is of course in georgia and happening this week right it's this mm-hmm. week i think it starts today yeah it starts today and you know, first of all, the Masters famously was like, "Yeah, man, we don't care if you we, we you wait, you want us to put women in our club? Nah, we don't feel like it. So we're just not going to run any commercials for the next few years. <laughs> like, whatever you want to go ahead, boycott all you want. And then it, eventually it ends, right? These companies would learn something from the Masters to just say, if you just ignore these people, eventually it usually just goes away. I mean, ninety nine percent of the time it just goes away. Stop panicking over tweets, you idiots." Is the main message that people should take. But they asked, uh, they asked uh, Fred Ridley, he's the chairman of Augusta, uh, about this potential master's boycott. And he says, I believe, as everyone does in our organization, that the right to vote is fundamental in our democratic society. No one should be disadvantaged in exercising that right. It's critical that all citizens have confidence in the electoral process. I don't think that my opinion on this legislation should shape, should shape discussion. I just don't think that's going to be helpful in ultimately reaching a resolution. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yes. Yes. We don't need to know what the golf guy <laughs> thinks about this legislation That's or the great. soda people or the baseball players. None of that matters at all. That's so None great. of them have read the bill. None of them understand what they're talking about. And we keep acting as if these mm-hmm. things make a difference. That's the way you respond to this. Step up and say, you know, eh. I don't. What, what what do I know? It's irrelevant. What Irre- I think of it. What does it matter? Irrelevant. We're, we're playing. We're, what we're doing today is we're gonna we're gonna hit some balls with sticks. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> All right. Get out. Mm-hmm. Stop asking me about this nonsense. Look how nice our grass is. That's the right response. And they seem to be the only one capable of giving it. I, I don't know why more companies. I think it was. Um, there was one company. I can't remember what it was. I'll have to go back and look. It might have been Coinbase. The uh, crypto company, I think it might have been Coinbase, and they were talked some. They got into some political thing, and the people were trying to you know protest this or protest that, and they just said, "Look, here's our here's our response. We uh, we take political positions on cryptocurrency issues because we're a <laughs> cryptocurrency company. 
if you want to go and talk about other things, you could do them on your own time. It's not part of the company time. Company time is cryptocurrency time because we're a cryptocurrency company. And you know what? Maybe we should be dealing with cryptocurrency issues. If there's a cryptocurrency issue that's affected in politics, we'll Uh we'll be sure to talk about that. But if it's about something else other than cryptocurrency, that's not what we do here. How unbelievably refreshing is that? And not... And it makes sense. Yeah, not difficult. Yeah. That is not hard. You do not need to take a stance on these things. it does mean you have to stand up to the people that are tweeting you. The 10 people in their underwear in their parents' basement who are tweeting you that they're never going to use your company ever again. Yeah. And God, that is a tough thing. It is. What a hill to have to climb. I guess it is. But I think you can do it. I think you can handle it. It's amazing the, the lack of spine that these companies have just stand up for yourself if you're making bubbly fizzy drinks just talk about that (laughs) this is the glenn beck program spring is in full swing and there is no better time to freshen up your home than right now with blinds.com they're giving you up to 35 percent off everything site-wide it's a warm welcome to a new season they make it so convenient to order online with free shipping and guaranteed perfect fit for your windows whether you diy or you have them handle the install from start to finish you can't go wrong next time you open your windows to let that warm spring breeze in you're gonna love your new views when you have brand new custom window treatments to enjoy from blinds.com so whether you're looking for high performance solar and roller shades the classic silhouette of a roman shade or you want to enhance your room with the warm textures of bamboo blinds.com will help you get a stunning new look this season visit blinds.com right now and shop their new deals perfect for your spring home refresh with up to 35 percent off everything blinds.com blind shades interior shutters and even outdoor shades rules and restrictions may apply your daily antidote to the socialism virus you're listening to the Glenn Beck program. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. By the way, thank you for your thoughts and prayers on behalf of Glenn and his family. Very much appreciated. Um, hopefully the plan is for him to return on Monday. Uh, problem for Deshaun Watson, who just signed. What was this? Two months ago, maybe? Uh, Has it been six months? months? Has it been that long? Um, Boy, time flies. Uh, But he just signed a $40 million a year deal with the Houston Texans. And now I would be surprised if he ever plays another down in the NFL. And, you know, I, I don't know if he's guilty or not, but he should have his day in court before he loses every bit of his livelihood. Nike just dropped him, which probably, I mean, for most athletes that are high profile, like Deshaun Watson, what is that, a $10 million deal a year, $20 million a year? Could be anywhere in that range. Uh, so that's a massive loss in income. And then... And they suspended him, technically, They right? suspended they him. They didn't actually fully drop him at this point. Yes. I think it's because there's such little known still about these cases all we know is this big number with a bunch of blank faces, with the exception of a couple yesterday. And the big number is 22 women have uh, filed, have accused him of sexual assault or harassment in these lawsuits. And I guess are all of the lawsuits being ham- handled by the same lawyer? 
if that's the case, then, you know, there could be a lot of piggybacking. There could be a lot of bandwagon uh, jumpers here. I, I don't know. We'll see. But Ashley Solis was is the first to really kind of come out and do a press conference on this. And she talked about uh, surviving this assault and the har- harassment from Deshaun Watson. I am a survivor of assault and harassment. Deshaun Watson is my assaulter and my harasser. Deshaun Watson assaulted and harassed me on March 30th, 2020, in my own home, doing what I love most, massage therapy. Okay, so uh, tearful. Uh, she seems sincere. I'm kind of surprised that Deshaun Watson went to her house for the massage. Are you? I That's I, I would think he would ask them to come to his. Well, you're in the middle of uh, right at the end, I guess, of 15 days to stop the spread before another 30 days to stop the spread when this happens. So it's mid. That's that's right. Also, yeah. Quite clearly a violation of what the NFL players were supposed to be doing at that point when it comes to COVID, I'm sure. Although maybe maybe mm. the arrangement wasn't fully put together at that point, so there was a, a gray area. Right. Um, but but yeah. he gets a lot of massage. Deshaun Watson massage. gets a lot of massage. The man loves the massage. Yes, apparently. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? Because uh, even by but- their telling... There's 18 massage therapists who've come out and said, hey, you know, he's actually a really nice guy and didn't do anything unprofessional. Right. That's just a lot of massage therapy. <laughs> yes, it is. a considerable a, amount. A lot of different people. And they're like, well, people are, uh, athletes are going to get more massages. It's like mm-hmm. it's an important part of their treatment, which is true, mm-hmm. though it does seem like the word from inside the NFL is that it's pretty rare that you want to rotate them like this. Like you're not going to have tons and tons of different massage therapists you're yeah. going to basically have the one from the team maybe one other you know it seems like a more you're much and that would be smart by the way especially if you're deshaun watson the last thing you want to do is be getting naked with a bunch of people and getting touched in a closed room over and over again for this type of thing could happen at any point just the threat of that happening should preclude these guys from doing that mm. Right? You you would want somebody you absolutely know and trust. Yep. And that's probably usually somebody with a team. And you always want a witness in there with you at the time because it's just too easy for something weird to happen or be, uh, be accused of something happening. Uh, but Ashley said she's so upset now she can't any longer practice uh, massage no longer practice the profession that I love the most without shaking during the session. My hands shake whenever I place them on a client and I've had to cut the session short. If you only knew how heartbreaking that is to me. I got into massage therapy to heal people. To heal their minds and bodies, to bring peace to their souls, Deshaun Watson has robbed me of that. He took that away from me. He tainted a profession in which I take enormous pride. Flashes of Watson's face rush to me in the moment. I think of his penis touching me, which sends me into a tailspin. I suffer from panic attacks, anxiety, and depression. 
I am in counseling as a result of Sean Watson's actions. I hope he knows how much pain he's inflicted on me emotionally and physically. And I hope he knows how much pain he has inflicted on these other survivors. It's obviously tough to hear it, and she's gone through something uh, very traumatic, it uh, seems. Uh, it's, uh, and I'm not, this has nothing to do with whether she's telling the truth or not. I don't, I don't know. I wasn't in the room, obviously. I, I do under, I don't understand this tactic, though, from attorneys, right? Like, okay, you have a, a lawsuit filed, then I think it's been now about a month, in that month, obviously she's, and this is not a, this is not, I am not like saying anything wrong, bad about her or anything, but like, she's obviously been coached through this. She's reading the entire statement word for word. You can tell mm -hmm. by the phrasing of what she's saying. It's all specifically designed to elicit the maximum possible financial reward, right? Like, you know, her mm -hmm. livelihood has been taken away, right? Her, her yes. joy in life has been taken away. Yeah. She has very tremendous, and she's going through all of this and all of this makes sense to me on the stand on the witness stand mm -hmm. this is exactly what mm -hmm. you would expect to see from a witness in a case like this why is this happening now other than you're just trying to uh, trying to get Deshaun Watson to give you a bunch of money in a settlement right like I, I don't know this is a right. tactic you see all the time from attorneys <clears throat> this is not exclusive to her it's no commentary on whether her story is true or not it's just it seems to be a quite a really transparent tactic uh, to try to elicit a, a settlement, mm -hmm. uh, and maybe uh, maybe that's all it is. Yeah, but I, you know, I don't know. That's that that does I, feel strange. I would also think that you know she talked about coming in contact with his unit. Yes, um, I would think that when you're a massage therapist working on an athlete and they have a lot of groin area injuries like pulls and tears and whatever mm. wouldn't that happen accidentally on a fairly regular basis <laughs> i don't know that's a good question i don't know maybe maybe there's a massage therapist that could let us know about that if you worked on an athlete or people who <laughs> you do groin work for them is there a lot of groin work going on with the average <laughs> massage therapist at their house i don't think with the average one i don't, I don't think so i get she's saying she was assaulted right so obviously yeah. it's not just contact is maybe the wrong way of phrasing that uh <laughs> that is what she said yeah i came in contact, contact with it with it uh but you know if she's being assaulted it may have been in a much more traumatic overall environment than you know she's just not brushing claiming, up though that she was raped or anything right is it am i mistaken in that i I think he just kind of moved yeah. it or something. I believe I around. thought there's been there's 22 accusers. How yeah, could so, one sort them all? Right. I know, but one of the therapists, and I believe it was her, uh, mentioned that he put his he, he put her hand on it, like okay, um, which is again, again, <laughs> absolutely a crime. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like yes, it's inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, I, I, criminal. We keep focusing on this because of the danger that has been created by this bizarre precedent of accusation equals guilt. And that's been the focus of of our analysis of it in some ways, because it's impossible for us to know whether it was true or not. All we know is we have a system set up to decipher whether it's true and we keep not following it. Mm -hmm. We keep just saying, well, yeah, but like mm -hmm. she seems really, you know, sincere and she does. She seems really sincere. So therefore... You know, must guilt, be true right like and that's yeah. just not what our legal system is supposed to be and that's what where i think a, 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 from a central place from a uh systemic focus 
that's where our our attention has been though i mean these can be you know, obviously there are terrible people who do terrible things like this mm-hmm. it just we does. don't know if deshaun watson is one of them or not right we don't know yeah that's why we have a legal I mean, system it's her word against his right now that's that's all we have uh finally she she mentioned her father and she says i believe this is the 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 worst thing about this father who was once a diehard texans fan can no longer mention his name without turning red seething with disappointment Hmm. i think that that's the most heartbreaking aspect of it all most heartbreaking Hmm. we were all deceived into thinking deshaun watson was a good guy and unfortunately we know that good guys can do terrible things I don't know if this actually happened. The most heartbreaking thing to me wouldn't be whether or not your dad is still a Texans fan. <laughs> no, that would be down the list quite yeah, a bit quite, for me. Quite a ways down the list. Yeah, It might be one of the heartbreaking aspects, but it's not the most heartbreaking aspect. I so, doubt he would describe it that way either. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for sure not. Mm-hmm. Not if he believes his daughter that she was assaulted by right. Deshaun Watson. You'd want to kill the guy. Yes. Uh, so it's you know hopefully deshaun watson will get his day in court the problem is i think this is just civil action i don't think he's being charged criminally at all now i think the houston police department is looking into it and so charges may be pending sometime but there there are none right now so uh he just tries this civilly which you know goes by a whole different set of rules it just seems to me that the proper approach we talked about it with the masters just a minute ago it's not your job to get in there and decipher, you know, election law. That's not the job of the golf tournament, guys. Mm-hmm. It's not the job of the soda company. It's not the job of the baseball team. The same thing, at some level, I think that would be a smarter approach for a lot of these leagues to just say, look, we have a legal system. I, I think the left should be really, really hesitant to get back into this world where accusations equal guilt. That was a, 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 a real problem. If people remember, you know, we talk about this being Jim Crow 2.0. Well, Jim Crow 1.0 uh, had a lot of this type of stuff in it. Uh, that era was filled with African-Americans being falsely accused of sexual assault. And people just believed them because there was a convincing accuser. And a lot of people went to prison, even though they didn't do anything wrong. And here we are now in 2021 with the ultra, you know, open-minded left... And an African-American has been accused of a crime, many crimes. We don't know how many of them are true, but the media seems to want to convict him mm-hmm. over this. The only, uh, the only defense I've seen of, of uh, and look, it's hard to defend when it's 22. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, 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 some of this feels outdated as we have more and more of these accusations have piled up, but we've only heard two of them. We should point that out. The only reason we know 22 names is be, or 22 accusers is because the lawyer keeps telling us there's 22 accusers. Deshaun Watson's mm-hmm. own legal team doesn't know who these people are. So are there 22 accusers? Maybe there are. I mean, probably they have somebody, right? But we don't know the level of the accusations. We don't know, uh, you know, did he make a did he make a joke that was inappropriate? Mm-hmm. Did he ask for some sexual contact and the person refused and then it ended? We don't know what some of these are. You can right. you can you can guarantee in a pack of twenty two that some of them are 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 things like that. Some of them are very minor. Some of them may be completely false. But if any if something even if the if the, if just one of them is true, that is a reason for this to go to court 
and be to go through the legal system so we have an actual answer. It is not the football league's job, nor should it be, by the way. No one should want this. You know, if you're on the left, you want the NFL to to uh, to be judge, jury, and executioner on a league that is 75% African-American and uh, m- many of them very wealthy that get accused of stuff mm-hmm. all the time. That may or may not be true. We've seen lots of shakedowns where the evidence has come out that it's not true. This does yeah. happen. This is why we have a legal system. Why not use it? And by the way, Rusty Harden, uh, Deshaun's lawyer, claims that this was a shakedown. He claims that yeah. that, uh, that her lawyer, Busby, asked him for $100,000 in hush money. So who knows? Uh, it's just, again... Due process has to happen for people. We can't be rushing to judgment on every single one of these. 888-727-BECK. More patents due for Glenn coming up. <coughs> All right. If you're a fan of, uh, of sleek, if you're a fan of durability, if state-of-the-art is the way to your heart, then you're going to love Rectech. Uh, this is what your dad's grill always wanted to be when it grew up. With its amazing smart grill technology and its heavy stainless steel form, Rectech is truly a force to be reckoned with. And whether you're cooking up a smorgasbord for that socially distanced shindig in your backyard, or maybe it's not socially distanced, doesn't, uh, you know, who knows what it is. Uh, you're maybe you're just throwing some burgers on the grill for the family and you get the perfect result every single time this spring and summer you can get uh, you can really get ahead of the summer and get ahead of all the heat because you can go and be inside of the air conditioning and watch the fo- your phone as the perfect temperature uh, hits all of the food you have on your Rectech. It's truly state-of-the-art. You can monitor the entire cooking process from an app on your phone or device. You can go uh, online and see what all the hype is about. You're going to want one of these things for yourself, though. Uh, follow Rectech on all social media and sign up for their newsletter. This is the time to do it as we're getting close to the summer. Things are warming up. Rectech with a Q at the end. R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. It's Rectech.com. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. <laughs> uh, Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, we haven't talked yet about Sophia Bush, terrific actress, um, that has said that banning puberty blockers for people, you know, until they get to an age of adulthood, perhaps, that they can make important decisions like that in their life. Sure. It's akin to murder. Akin to, Akin mur- to murder to deny them a puberty blocker. Huh. I don't think mm. that word means what she thinks it means. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> I don't think it mm. does either. Again, this is the left changing, completely reorganizing discussions and changing the meanings of words and things. It's amazing how often it happens. This is the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. <laughs> With Pat and Stu today, uh, the President of the United States is proposing some common sense gun control reforms uh, here. Just common sense. Uh, he loves, uh, Joe Biden loves the Second Amendment. He's all about it. These are just common sense reforms, is all these are. Joe Biden is dedicated to the future of the Second Amendment. He's got a shotgun. He owns one. Yeah. Just get get a a shotgun. shotgun. Get a shotgun. That's all. (laughs) So we'll tell you about uh, some of these common sense reforms that he's just going to 
He's just going to legislate through, uh, well, an executive order. Coming up in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. For just a moment, I want you to think about what it would look like to be completely out of debt. In fact, think about what it'd be like to have more money to save hundreds, maybe even a thousand a month. When you refinance your mortgage with American financing, that's the exactly sort of uh, the type of outcome you could be uh, dealing with. And that's a good outcome. Do you have debts? I mean, 2020 was obviously a very rough year. 2021 getting worse. I think the higher the number, the worse the year is the way this works now. And that's not fun. Um, it's good to make sure that you are in a good, uh, good place financially. American financing can help you with that. Whether you're looking to purchase a home for the first time, whether you're wanting to refinance your mortgage, get the debt under control, give them a call today. You could be saving hundreds of dollars a month, but it won't happen if you don't start the process. Check it out. They're great people. They can help you work through all of the issues you're dealing with. Give them a call and see what American Financing can do for you. Call American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, So Biden has come under intense pressure, supposedly, uh, from gun safety advocacy groups uh, and Democrats to fulfill his pledge to tackle gun control. Uh, He said he was going to do it on his first day, on the first day in office, on the first day. And he didn't do it on the first day. So now he's going to take, apparently, six executive actions on, on guns and gun control. The first is to propose a rule uh, within 30 days to stop the proliferation of ghost guns. Now, are you familiar with ghost guns? I'm not. I don't know what that is. You don't. You don't have a I ghost don't know gun of your I, own. I don't. Uh, so, ghost guns. Basically, is it a gun you can't see? Yeah. Did you ever see? It's space only there ghost? in in spirit. Do you yeah. Remember space, space ghost. ghost? Yes. Yeah, space I ghost love space had ghost. Uh, ghost guns. Oh, okay. Uh, no, they're they're and they're not just guns that only work on ghosts either. People thought you know mm. like the Ghostbusters packs. Yeah, it's uh, not. That. It's not that either. Uh, ghost guns are basically like to, to summarize, I guess, people building their own guns, right? Like so that you're able to buy components of a gun okay. put them together because they did not go through the so traditional they manufacturing have process number. they don't have a serial number there mm. there's no reason you need one okay. in that particular circumstance and it goes everything most i mean to act as if this is a problem a, a in our discourse problem. is Come ridiculous yeah. it's like it's a very small small i mean small do you want to build a firearm like no. again people who are there are a lot of hobbyists who really enjoy doing this right it's not just like you know, criminals. There's a lot of hobbyists who really enjoy doing this. There's a lot of people who just enjoy we- uh, guns that really mm-hmm. like doing things this way. It, it's like building your own, uh, you know, kitchen table, right? Like there are people who I, that doesn't make any sense to me. There are machines that are building those for me. Why would I go through that process? But some people really get enjoyment out of it, so they do it that way. That's the overwhelming majority of people with with this type of situation. Um, you know, uh, it, it also goes to it obviously could be criminals who can't get guns other ways. Could theoretically make it happen this way. There's been a couple of shootings where it appears ghost guns uh, are involved. Again, getting a gun in this country is is not uh, really a problem. If you're even if you're a criminal and we have a border that's open 
basically for business. So people are, Gleds are flowing over the border all the time and going to criminals all the time. Mm-hmm. A lot of these murders happen because drug dealers are able to buy illegal guns from other drug dealers and gun dealers. So it's not as if these laws will affect that type of thing. It's it's just one of those things that I think a lot of people would look at on his face and say, wait a minute, there's no way to trace this. There's no uh, there's no uh, serial number. This should just not happen. This should not be a thing. And I look, it's it's one of those things that I think connects with the average person who's you know never used a gun, right? Like, you know, it, it seems wild and crazy. We just live in a country that has a second amendment to the Constitution, which clearly states you are not allowed to infringe on these rights. So even mm-hmm. I said the same thing, by the way, just as strongly about Donald Trump's ban on bump stocks, which was blatantly unconstitutional blatantly and by the way has now been already overturned in the courts you can't just say you want these things to (laughs) stop and then they stop that is not our constitutional system of government you can't just be like you know what i don't want our ghost guns therefore we will not have them (laughs) i don't want bump stocks therefore we should not have them none of that's not a thing in this country but it is okay to ban like the uh, weapons of war that are made only for death, no. right? That are made specifically for one purpose no. and one purpose only, and that's to kill people. That's not what they're the used for. The assault weapon ban. Yeah, that's that's not, okay, right? No, no. definitely not. Huh. I mean, I, he's not even going to try that by executive no, order. No, he's not. It seems like Pat. If, are you? Because I mean, <laughs> there's the ghost gun thing has been has had a lot of attention, which is kind of. Does silly. that include the? Oh, what was the process? You know where you copy the gun it's the oh 3d printing yeah the 3d printing does it include 3d printing of guns that's a good question i don't know the answer to that because our gun guy i think would be really upset about that you know in whose conception under what paradigm right remember that i'm just resisting what What are you resisting resisting? i don't don't know know. the collectivization of manufacture the institutionalization of the human human psyche psyche. i'm not sure i'm sure but i can tell you one thing yeah this is a symbol of reversibility they can never eradicate the gun from the earth yeah what about that what about that Stu? I hadn't thought about that in a while. I know. Uh, what was the human psyche thing that happened there? The institutionalization. <laughs> Institution, of the human it's been institutionalized. The Do you human want psyche. your psyche to be institutionalized? <laughs> I don't think so. He's resisting that. He thinks. He's not sure, but he thinks he is. Classic clip from the Glenn Beck program, by the way. <laughs> yes. Uh, but with the guy who, who did the first 3D printed gun. It's been a while since we played that one. It's been a while. Uh, but it's a classic. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't know if it covers those or not that's a good question i mean you yeah. know I'm, I'm you know certainly no gun i would think it does expert. qualify because i obviously they wouldn't have a serial number right so wonder if that qualifies yeah as a the other thing gun. they're going after are these uh similar to ar-15s you can get these guns that have certain attachments on them that basically that are called that are technically pistols so they are un, they are regulated under those rules but feel a lot look a lot like an ar-15 um now at one point long ago i had one of these uh it was lost in a terrible boating accident uh in a oh my very, gosh yeah. what a coincidence yes it was a terrible oh my the gosh same thing happened to me <gasps> yeah i can't remember what lake i was on it, or ocean, i can't either but it was a big body oh. of water i remember that and it was super super deep it's super, the deepest so I, lake yeah that the I deepest lake i've seen. ever heard of or mm-hmm. ocean and I didn't, it was so deep and yeah. so immense that I didn't even try to go get it. Uh, I just let them sink to the bottom and, 
and they've been gone ever since. A terrible, terrible tragedy. Terrible. Uh, of, of gun loss. But it but, left me without my AR-15. That's yeah. all I know. <laughs> and these are pretty cool. I mean, they're really nice. Again, yeah. an AR-15 is... One of the great things about it is, as a legal gun owner, if you need to hit something, you're able to hit it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that is the mm-hmm. that is the benefit. People are like, oh, why would you need an AR-15? I don't know. Because unless you're firing guns all the time, you're probably not going to be incredibly accurate with a handgun. Mm-hmm. In- unless you're really the type of person who's going to the range constantly, it's a lot easier. And especially for a woman who may be defending herself against a larger man... Maybe stopping power is something you want to think about, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it's like this, these people who are so pro-woman just do not want women to be able to defend themselves some, for some uh, reason. And I'll never understand that part of it. But they, they're trying to get rid of those. They're basically trying to say, that well, well, these are just skirting the rules. Now, they're not skirting the rules, but that's what they're trying to accuse them of. They're also, he wants to get rid of the uh, stabilizing braces for pistols. So that's what he's. That's go- that's what that is. Yeah, that's the that's AR- the what you're talking stabilizing about. Stabilizing braces for pr- pistols is their code for okay. Uh, the the AR-15 lookalike, really? Because it, it look it's it's a it's technically huh. a pistol, but it looks it looks and feels like an AR-15, and okay. therefore that's evil. Other actions include directing five federal agencies to make changes to the 26 different programs to direct vital support to community violence intervention programs as quickly as possible. So he's he's going to do that too. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, uh, you know he had he's he's going he's apparently going to involve uh, Beto his uh, guns are and Beto's promise of course was, hell yes we're going to take your AR-15 your AK-47 uh-huh. we're not going to allow it to be used against our fellow Americans anymore I mean that's what they want mm-hmm. right they want to stop all sales of AR-15s and AK-47s I don't know any Americans who have AK-47s but uh, you know if they do uh, I'll bet they've lost them in a boating accident like we did. Guys, you know, I, I really got to stop boating. a lot. I know. <laughs> it's that's it's the problem. It's dangerous. They keep talking about banning guns. They should ban boats. <laughs> I keep getting in boating accidents in deep lakes all over the state. And I can never remember what lake I was in. Yeah. I know. Uh, it's weird. It is. It is really ridiculous. And and uh, and it, there's so little he can do. The, the reason why he didn't do this on day one and he waited for month four or three is because he can't actually do these things legally. And what is happening is behind the scenes, people who understand how these things work are telling him over and over again, you can't do these things legally. It's not going to hold up. He's now come to a point where, I mean, half of the things he's doing are, what we're going to do is we're going to do an executive order on guns that will tell the states to pass laws on guns. (laughs) Right. Like that's like Mm -hmm. a lot of what this is. It's a lot of like Mm -hmm. recommendations to the states, which, again, I would argue there are also going to be unconstitutional, Mm -hmm. but it's down the road a little bit and they don't they he can look like he's pleasing his base. And who knows? Maybe they get a, a couple of good judges and things go through the right way for them. Yeah. And they're a little pissed off at him because he did promise during the campaign that he was going to reinstall uh reinstate the assault weapons ban he he did pledge that Mm -hmm. he said we've done it before and we can do it again and we're going to well no it was also unconstitutional then first of all but beyond that (laughs) which is why it was overturned anyway well but would the would the if these things do wind up with the supreme court do you have any confidence i because i frankly 
I don't even know if it holds up in the Supreme Court. If the Supreme Court does uh, rule that these things are unconstitutional, I, I don't have much confidence in them. I have very little confidence in this, you know, in the Supreme Court, though, more confidence, I guess, than I would have in, at other eras in the past. Uh, you know, people look back at the Heller decision, which was the first major gun case uh, that people talk about that really, you know, codified the idea that people could individually own guns. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of good in there, obviously did a lot of good things, but really there's a lot of questionable reasoning in that ruling, which in some ways basically allows any anybody to ban guns almost immediately upon their release any new model anything that's not commonly owned they could go after mm-hmm. and they haven't done all that much of this because i don't think they want that to go to back to the supreme courts because i don't think that would work out well for them meaning the left but it's not exactly the most pro-gun ruling you've ever seen in your life it, it did get the the basic right for an individual to bear arms but like it really shouldn't have been a question at all and the left hates it anyway and the left hates it anyway yeah so i i think like we've seen a lot of cases that have threatened to go to the supreme court in recent uh months and they, they, a lot of them don't get up there and uh, you gotta hope at some mm-hmm. point they take some of these and get these laws and rules you know really I don't know, confirmed so that we don't have to keep going back and asking these same questions and over and over again. This is what the left does. We've seen this happen over and over again where they will pass rules that are blatantly unconstitutional. They will get challenged in court when they mm-hmm. get up near the court at the very last second. They step in and they say, oh, actually, we're going to get rid of that law. So the whole thing is moot. And so the court backs off and then they wait three months and they pass it mm-hmm. again. Or a very similar type of rule goes all the way up the courts, repeat and, and, and rinse, rinse, wash and repeat. And that's that's not the way the legal system's supposed to work. Biden's going to try to do a lot of this stuff on his own. I don't think he's able to do it constitutionally. Many of the things he's just assigning to others who will then be overruled because they're unconstitutional. It's a freaking clear sentence. It, you know, shall not be infringed. It's, there's not a lot of questions there. Doesn't leave a lot of wiggle room. It doesn't. It really doesn't. And of course, we can go back to all the militia stuff and all that nonsense mm-hmm. that was decided in, in Heller. But it, regardless, it is it is clear you're not allowed to be doing these things. You want to you be able to do them. Modify the Constitution. That's how you do it. And you can either repeal the Second Amendment. You can adjust and modify the Second Amendment in some way that pleases you. You cannot just do this while this amendment stands. It overrules you every time. It just does. You can say there are things you can do that are illegal with guns, like shoot people, right? Mm-hmm. That's okay. Just like you can say there are... We've had the law for a while, yeah, though. It's just, been a while. Yeah, a little while. Yeah. But it's just like you can say, like, you can do things with your voice, right? Like your speech. There are things that you can do to others, libel, mm-hmm. that can be illegal. But you can't just like, you know what? You can't say this word. You can't do that. They're going to try Unless that. you're Jack at Twitter. Jack, yeah, Jack, then, can, then do. Jack can. can do it. Yes. Then you can. Yes. Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. You hear me talk about my love for my pillow products all the time, how they've changed my sleep for the better, and they really have. The pillows are amazing. The Giza sheets, the towels, the mattress toppers, all of it. My pillow sells great products at great prices. 
Well, they've done it again. I just got a pair of their slippers, my slippers. They're really, really great. They have three-tier cushioning system, two layers of MyPillow foam, a layer of impact gel to prevent fatigue and offer all-day comfort. They can be worn inside, outside, made with high-quality leather, and they're 40% off right now. They're my slippers. 40% off. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, and use the promo code BECK and receive this incredible offer. The slippers come with a one-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee. It's MyPillow.com. Promo code BECK. Call 1-800-966-3117. Promo code BECK. MyPillow.com. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn, 888-727-BECK. Uh, this is kind of interesting. A lot of times, uh, a lot of times you'll say, well, that it's interesting, isn't it, that the left, the leftist comedians on late night television never seem to get around to joking about the Democrats who are in office, but wow, did they spend some time on Donald Trump, uh, George W. Bush, Ronald Reagan, uh, I mean, every Gerald Ford, every single Republican president gets bludgeoned while they're in office. And uh, so far, at least, Joe, Joe Biden's been pretty much left alone. Well, Samantha Bee has just admitted, yeah, she doesn't, she doesn't like to joke about him. She kind of leaves him alone. Uh, she admitted she pulls her punches when, when it comes to Joe Biden, which is interesting because she certainly didn't do that with uh, Donald Trump or his family. No. <laughs> she famously said that Ivanka was a feckless C word. And then I think she apologized for using the word feckless. <laughs> <laughs> that was basically the tone of it, yes. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, she has a lot of feck. I, I don't think that she's ever been feckless. Uh, but uh, that's, that's what she apologized for. But when it comes to Biden, she says, why would I purposefully undermine something that seems to be a great idea pretty much across the board like i don't need to make jokes just to make jokes like i like to make targeted jokes so everything he does and stands for i I guess is is great and a great idea uh there's nothing funny about joe biden i tend to disagree with that i i think the yeah, there's a lot of cannon fodder there to be had, but they did the same thing with Obama. In fact, Saturday Night Live, I think somebody from Saturday Night Live, Saturday Night Live during the Obama years actually said there wasn't anything funny about Barack Obama. Right. You remember that? Yes. Now that let's just, if you really want to give him a, the benefit of the doubt, like Obama was very rehearsed. Mm-hmm. He very rarely made comments that were unexpected you know we you kind of knew who he was he made speeches in front of teleprompters I and mean, that was a criticism of him he's always reading <laughs> off a teleprompter now you mm-hmm. could certainly make jokes about somebody reading off a teleprompter they just chose not to with biden mm-hmm. though i mean the the guy oh, is constantly screwing up details always. he's constantly forgetting where he is in a story and in a sentence mm-hmm. he's a thousand years old he uh, <laughs> went through a large scandal in which he was sniffing children's hair. <laughs> Do we not remember who this guy is? Uh, yeah, and then you've got his son. 
and his son. Uh, I mean, there is a ton of cannon fodder there with Joe Biden, and she can't find any of it. She well, she's. I don't know that she can't find it. She's saying she doesn't want to find it. Right? Yeah, she, she doesn't want to find it. And you know, look, you can do that. Uh, you, you know, I, I don't think that that's that she needs. To, she should, in some way, she's going to do what her audience wants. And I, I'll say sometimes, you know, we'll joke about Trump and people get pissed off about that. But we're not mm-hmm. going to. He's a mm-hmm. human being. He's a politician. He's, you know, that the, he deserves. You know, when he says something silly, it's it's fun to make fun of it right like that's just what we're supposed to be doing if we're not doing that to people on our side if we're not making fun of you know mitch mcconnell for being a turtle what (laughs) we found that about him he looks like a turtle (laughs) it looks like a turtle without a shell right and his head's coming out he looks like a, a human turtle hybrid and we're gonna note that this is the glenn beck program Well, if you own a timeshare, chances are pretty good here in 2021 that you're ready to get out of it. You probably weren't using it the whole time in the first place. And with COVID, well, that probably drove that number of uses down to zero. Here's the thing. There are quite a few businesses out there that will claim they can get you out of a timeshare. But most of them don't uh, because most of them don't have a team of attorneys and paralegals whose only job is to get you out legally. This is a group of attorneys. That's it. You know who has that group of attorneys? Timeshare Termination Team. They're ready to step to the plate and help you. Just call 888-GET-YOU-OUT. 888-GET-YOU-OUT. Call Timeshare Termination Team today. Get the process started. Don't keep putting it off and get stuck with another years of timeshare that you're not going to use. You'll get 20% off when you terminate your timeshare. 20%. So make sure you tell them that Glenn Beck sent you. It's 1-888-GET-YOU-OUT. 1-888-GET-YOU-OUT. Or visit them online at timeshareterminationteam.com. Doing our part to keep free speech alive. There's much more after the break on the Glenn Beck Program. Pat and Stupor Glenn this week. Uh, our Border Patrol doesn't get nearly enough credit. Man, they do a lot of great things. Seriously great things. Saving people's lives over and over and over and over. And they get no credit for that. I mean, they find people in in bad ways at the border all the time because uh, I don't know if you know this, but when you cross the border, you're not necessarily in the nicest, most civilized part of the of the country. Really? Yeah. A lot of times it's hot and uh, there's very little water to go around. You might have a long walk ahead of you even when you get here. Mm. Yeah. Depending on where you cross, it can be somewhat dangerous. And uh, the Border Patrol finds people, brings them to hospitals, gives them medical care on site a lot of times, uh, gives them water and food and sustenance and then a a place to stay. Uh, And they just found, I mean, this is heartbreaking. They, one of the agents on the border just found uh, an abandoned 10-year-old boy last week in the Texas desert uh, near the U.S. border. Mexico border. He was with a big group of people who were crossing the border with coyotes. Apparently, his family wasn't with him, and uh, they just abandoned him. And they just left him there and took off. So the child is seen sobbing and asking for help, and he tells the uh, and the border agent was off duty when he found him, and you know he said he was he was trying to find his way home. 
said, and they can rob me, kidnap me. I'm scared. Well, yeah, you're 10. Uh, I'm older than 10. I, I'd be scared being abandoned on the border like that. Uh, so the agent asks, well, what happened? And the boy says, it's that I was walking with a group and they left me behind and I don't know where they're at. Then the agent asks him, uh, you don't know where you're at? They left you be- behind alone? And the boy replies, of course they left me. They left you behind by yourself. You're not traveling with your mom or dad or anybody. And he says, nobody. I was with a group to turn myself in to you. And they left me behind and I came to look for help. I, I, they, this is part of the border situation that's never discussed. Then it falls to us to take care of poor kids like this who've been abandoned or, or turned over by their family to some group of people that's heading north to the border. Uh, a coyote, perhaps, uh, who probably made $7,000 per person in the group. And they don't really care about anybody. They got their money. They don't, they don't care about anybody in that group. No. And so securing the border is good for everybody. Mm-hmm. It stops a lot of these problems. It's not going to stop all of them. But it will discourage, if you have a secure border, a border wall, and good enforcement, and border patrols uh, that monitor who's jumping over the wall and who isn't, uh, you're going to cut down on these kinds of incidents. They, they just will. It Less and less of these kinds of things will happen. You're not going to have 18,000 unaccompanied children that you're going to have to house somewhere. Seven times the number that they had at the peak of, of Donald Trump when everybody was crying and screaming about what a horrible humanitarian crisis that was. It will never cease to amaze me that the humanitarian side of this argument is we should just let people flow over the border into the deserts and see crazy? what happens. Just, it's crazy. Yeah. It's incentivizing this behavior, of course, by promising, you know... We went from a, a, a president who at least publicly signaled he didn't want people to come across the border and did do mm-hmm. uh, a lot of things to try to help that process along. Uh, very difficult to get that stuff done, of course. But like to a president who says, you know, hey, yeah, yeah, sure. Don't come. Don't come. Of course, if you do come, we sh- you, we want to tell you right now that if you are a child, any, anybody under 18, you're automatically you're not going back. I mean, that's what he said. Yeah, you're in. You're and automatically you're, we're not in. We're not going to send you back. And uh, we're going to give you food and shelter, and we're going to find a place for you to live. Because now it's our responsibility. We're going to do all that. I, it's it's just crazy. It's just crazy. And the problem is so bad now that not only do they have these overcrowded facilities at the border, it's clear up to Long Beach, California now. The Long Beach Convention Center has now been taken over by the Bush by the Biden administration to house migrants. It's the 12th overflow facility uh, that they're they're using. Now, now, now the number is more than 20,000 unaccompanied migrant children in its Jeez. custody. 20,000. That's just that's unbelievable. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. But it's not a crisis. Uh, to the Bidens and the Biden administration. And it's all uh, Trump's fault. If you were to listen to what they're saying, they're still 
blaming Donald Trump for this. Of course. They're going to be doing this forever. They're, Nuts. they're still blaming George W. Bush for stuff, I mean, let alone yes. Donald Trump. What I, I yes. find it really interesting about this whole debate, there's been this back and forth about whether it's a crisis. You know, Jen Psaki kind of famously mm-hmm. flubbed it and said it was a crisis by mistake, but they've been pretty good at trying to deny this is a crisis. It's just a humanitarian challenge and all these things. And while I understand the 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 attempt on you know our side to say no this is a crisis and you should admit it's a crisis and you know look it's true in many many ways however is it true to them like we keep saying it's not a crisis they should be admitting it is it really a crisis to To the the biden Biden administration administration? yeah probably not when they when they've dedicated their entire policy to say basically we want you here yeah you know they'll say occasionally Oh, well, look, we just just wait. Don't come right now. But, you know, they ran with the idea of this past president who tried to stop you from crossing the border was Hitler. And we're going to do the opposite of what Hitler would do here. We're going to make sure that you're treated fairly, that you have a path to citizenship. Uh, And and Mm. he even said, we're going to do this in the first hundred days. So if you are someone in Honduras who like maybe wants to take advantage of this, when should you get here? Within the first hundred days, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. He's telling you in advance this is what he wants to do. And so Mm -hmm. I I thought of it this way of like, remember when Popeye's released the chicken sandwich, their their chicken sandwich last, I think it was last year or the year before. Mm -hmm. And it was was a big deal. Big deal, right? Mm -hmm. And they look, Popeye's came out. They made they did a spent a lot of time making this chicken sandwich. They went through all the you know the chefs and they they did taste tests and all this and came up with they we they believe was the perfect chicken sandwich. And then they advertised the chicken sandwich and they had people tweeting about the chicken sandwich and they made a big deal about the chicken sandwich. <laughs> and then they released the chicken sandwich and you know what people liked it so much that they lined up in at at Popeyes all across the country. And the line went down the street and they sold so many freaking chicken sandwiches that they ran out of chicken sandwiches. A chicken place Uh, ran out of chicken sandwiches. Was that a crisis for Popeye's? (laughs) Now, they might say, look, in theory, would we love to have enough chicken sandwiches to be able to serve to all these people at Popeye's? Sure, I'm sure they would. But would they describe it as a crisis? No, it went exactly how they planned, only better. Mm-hmm. And that is how the Biden administration is looking at this. It's, it yeah. isn't a nuisance, right? Like, yeah. I don't think that they want to be dealing with these PR things that are going on with kids, you know, at the border and all this. That, that They'd rather be spending their, you know, trillions of dollars and banning guns right now. Uh, and they'd rather have it be smoother on the border. I bet that they don't want to necessarily have to do these things in these ways. However, they do want all of these people in the country eventually. The fact they that they showed up a few weeks early is not a crisis to uh, them. True. To our country, sure. To them, yeah. no. Yeah. Another good example of that would be Clorox. Is it a is it a crisis for Clorox that they can't keep their 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 uh, their merchandise in stores? Oh, the wipes. Yeah. Yeah. They, right. I mean, people buy them by the millions every day. Mm-hmm. They they were saying they were shipping a mil, was it a million a day? I think it was a million a day and they couldn't keep them in stores. That's not a crisis. That's not a crisis. Now, look, no. would they like to have more that they could sell even more? Sure. Sure. Sure, that would be great. But it's not a crisis. <laughs> it's a challenge, yeah. right? And that's how the Biden administration or looks at the border. It's a marketing tool. 
yeah, like Apple. Be- I mean, a lot of people think Apple does that on yeah. purpose. That they that they on purpose don't don't manufacture enough iPhones when they first release one, so that they create the incredible demand. And it looks really good that they're completely sold out of iPhones, and everybody lines up for miles to get an iPhone. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. And they've got these people lining up now. They think to vote for them in a few years after they make them citizens. Is that a crisis to the Biden administration? Yeah, no, no, it's a goal. You know, you got to think that Jen Psaki shouldn't be calling it a crisis because for them, it is not. It's part of it's a, a really long-term plan. Yeah, it's a really good point. And you know, it's, it's, it's pissing me off, but it's a really <laughs> good point. <laughs> I, it's pissing me off, too, and it's bad for the country. It, it is, is a crisis for yeah. this nation, but for Joe Biden and his administration, it's not. They look at this as, as mm-hmm. maybe a, a little bit of an early arrival to exactly what they wanted. And uh, it doesn't seem like anyone's going to stop them. You know, I mean, uh, they may be able to slow this down at some point, but the the long-term goal of being able to keep uh, illegal immigrants in the country without really any any, uh, ability to change that, other than eventually the tide turns enough where they can pass a reform that gives them all citizenship or Mm -hmm. legal legal Mm -hmm. rights to be here with a path to citizenship or whatever it is, some form of amnesty for these crimes that they won't say are crimes. There was a poll in Mexico that I've never forgotten from uh, maybe a decade or two ago. Uh, and, and the poll was asking um, Mexicans if they, would, if they would migrate to the United States if they had a chance. Do you want to migrate to the United States? 30% of them wanted to. Wow. 30%. 30% of a country. Of 120 million. So that's... 35 million, almost 40 million people. So if you send the signal that, sure, we'd love to have you all, Mm -hmm. come on, all all, y'all come free. Well, they're going to. And to be honest, you know, Mexico is just part of that problem. Right now, Guatemala and Honduras Honduras seem to be even bigger issues. And you see, South America is in a terrible place with their economy, much worse than we've had it over the past year. Mm -hmm. They've had it much worse with COVID than we've had it. They're fleeing their governments, which are in collapse. I mean, Brazil is in oh, collapse yeah. right now. It's, you, yeah. It is worse in Brazil, as far as COVID goes, than any point that, what, that, it, that it was here. And it there's, shows no real sign of them being able to get this under control. I'm not a huge... I mean, I don't think any of us are purveyors of uh, panic when it comes to this pandemic. But... Jair Bolsonaro has taken that to a whole (laughs) different level. That guy, when he was, he, this was last year, I think in the summer when it was early on when only 5,000 people had died. And they, they said to him, some reporter said, Hey, uh, Mr. President, 5,000 people have died so far. And his response was, so. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's a guy. Who you probably don't want at the head of your country. Mm -hmm. All right, triple eight seven two seven B E C K. I think it's a good thing to spend a little time considering how vulnerable your personal information can be there on the internet. I mean, it's out there. It is there for hackers to go after. It isn't just your own computer and devices that you have to worry about. Maybe they get hacked, maybe they don't. But frequently you hear about data breaches in online services where you might have entered personal information through a transaction. What in the world do you do about that? It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Every day, we put our information at risk on the internet. We know that. But cybercriminals keep finding new ways to steal our identities. 
You could miss certain identity threats if all you're doing is monitoring your credit. Fortunately, LifeLock is there to help protect you. Check them out. You'll see what I mean. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can keep what's yours with LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com with the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25% off at LifeLock.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Uh, we, we were just going over some of the COVID numbers, uh, which are pretty promising, I think, for the U.S. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, we've come down a long way. Yeah, we're getting about 3 million vaccinations a day, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. Seems like a lot. And they expect full vaccination of, well, you, it's going to be available to everybody by, what was it, the 19th of this month? So 11 days from now. Uh, and our numbers are all trending down. Hospitalizations, infections, uh, the average death per day is down to 797, which is still too many. You don't want anybody dying from it, but that's way down from what it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, in some of the some of the countries around the world, They've had really big success yeah. when they've been uh, when they've rolled out the vaccination really well, like Israel. Israel and the UK are the two that you probably point to as the. I mean, they're the two most vaccinated countries. They've had both had massive ninety plus percent drops in cases and deaths. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, it's gone <clears throat> incredibly well, and they're over fifty percent vaccinated, right? Uh, Israel, Israel is uh, so the share of people who've had at least one dose. Israel's up now at it's sixty one percent. They're by far the leaders. Um, mm. UK is at forty six, and, and then we are goes, we're at thirty two percent. Thirty two. Okay, uh, that's right around Chile, which is one of the countries that people are like, well, what's going on in Chile? They, you know, people they just who, went into lockdown again. Yeah, uh, it's hard to know. I would say and the only thing I would say about Chile is they really haven't done much testing at all, so it's hard to compare their numbers. They've, they've tested at like one fifth the rate of of a developed nation. Mm-hmm. So like it, you've noticed one of the things that happens with the test with with tests, they would also, by the way, some of the scientists would point to variants, uh, uh, you know, being mm-hmm. I mean, that that area of the of the world is is having is in a really big battle right now. Yeah, we just mentioned Brazil, Brazil is a disaster area. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's as bad as it's been anywhere in the world. So they're thinking that they're going to catch us in actual numbers of dead, like over 550,000 and well, with a population of what, a third less than we have? Yeah. Well, people criticize Trump for being too whimsical about about coronavirus. Bolsonaro was like, was not only is he like out there, like Jeez. making out with people in the middle of the street. Yeah. He's also uh, eschewed the vaccine completely almost. I mean, they 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 basically he basically was like, yeah, just take some vitamins. You know, so it's not it's not going well. <laughs> they 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 just recently put in orders for the vaccine because they he had canceled all their orders at one point. And he got sick, right? Yeah. He, he had it. He did have it. It's yep. the Glenn Beck program.